2: Hey, hey, it's the Good Morning Football Podcast brought to you by Zip Recruiter, where you can post your job to all the top job sites with one click. From three, there were four. Nate Burleson back in the building.
3: Hey, now, what's up, everybody?
2: Hi, how's your week off?
3: It was good. It was good. You
2: look like a kid who just came back from you spring do. break. You do, shaven for sure,
3: fresh shaven. I got the tan. I'm even more chocolatey than ever. There Could it is. Be. Now
4: he's back. Now I'm back. First chocolate KB chocolate. Peter Schrager, what up, guys? I, we miss you. It's like missing a brother for Not a week. We got two videos of you. We got one wearing a Tupac style bandana, red, white, and blue, showing us yep. the backyard. Yep. And then another one wearing a Tupac style bandana, red, white, and blue, at a kid's birthday party. Yeah. Was it that is. Nehemiah's birthday that party? was Nehemiah's
3: birthday party. He had all his friends in town. It was a good week. The, uh, one quick. Story. It's kind of like a father moment that turned into a friend moment. It turned into a competitive moment. So little Nate, he's dominant. He's 12 years old. He's just a beast, right? He's just beating up on the kids on the court. He he loves to pick on his little brother, but that's what big brothers do. So we, we get to talking trash, and little Nate is competitive. Mm-hmm. And we're playing horse, and he barks back at me, that's why I got a better jumper than you. And mm. I was like, Nate, you have a better jumper than me. He's like, Yes, I do. But at this point, he's furious, and I know my son. So I come from the old school and I'm old school dad. So I'll start talking trash. An like, elbow Nate, to the
5: chin if, if in my town. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I'm
3: like, Nate, no, I, I can beat you anytime I want. And I, I've never lost to him in a game. He's like, whatever. I can beat you right now. I was like, Nate, your emotions are getting the best of you. Relax. There's people watching. I know you're feeling a little emotional. Sit back and take a seat. He's like, no, no, I'll beat you, dad. I'll beat you. He's welling up in tears. Mm-hmm. Now at this point, I have to think to myself, do I take it easy on my son? Do I let him win? Or do I just give him the business and blow him out? The great Santini. Right? So my dad, I didn't beat him until I was like 25. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to give him the business. Yes. What do
5: you mean? Let your son win.
3: Yeah, exactly. So I'm I'm swatting the shots. I'm giving him that work. He's looking at me like, shoot it. Shoot it. You can't shoot it. And I'm shooting and making it. I love it. it. I'm talking trash. And my best friend is there, Darnell. We, so, love yeah, we love Darnell. We so, love no, Darnell. Oh, yeah. Darnell! So Nate Darnell got
5: out of the hot tub for
3: this. One. <laughs> yeah. So Nate, he uh, he 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 gets done and he's mad. He loses and he's pouting. Good. Te- you tears want that. rolling down his uh, face. I don't know right? if I want
5: tears, but I want. anger. Yeah, I didn't want tears rolling yeah. down his
3: face, but he's emotional, so yeah. uh, he's gonna he's gonna cry. Darnell's like, "It's all right, Nate. It's all right. I got you. I got you." And I'm like, "What?" He's like, "Nah, you want to pick on him? Pick on somebody else's okay. side, right? That's the guy I've been known over half my life." We've been drinking a little bit, sunny outside, so this is bravado, mm. alcohol. I'm like, cool. He go get his shoes. I go get my shoes. Wow. Now I'm playing probably the most competitive game. It's one like I'm the movie Above the Rim. Here. Exactly what it is. I'm talking about banging <laughs> each other, talking trash, and I know how to get into Darnell's skin. I'm very good at that. And I'm up. I'm shooting. I'm lights out. Darnell went to college scholarship athlete for basketball, <laughs> yeah, right? suck it, Darnell. So, <laughs> exactly. And he hates it, so I hit a couple shots. He missed a layup. He kicks the laundry basket. He's cussing. My wife looks back and, like, the kid's here, though. What are you doing? He's like, oh, my bad. So, anyway, <laughs> long story short, I hit this nice game winner on a boom, right? Did you? So I go back to my son. I was like, be careful who you look up to. These false prophets out there. So now I got False Darnell. prophets? Whoa! Thou shalt not worship. Right? So, so I get I Darnell. Now I'm just picking. I'm just picking at Darnell. So I'm walking back, and Darnell's pouting. He runs to his – uh to his housing, which is like the little separate seat in the back. As he's walking, he pushes me in the pool, and, like, everybody's tripping. Everybody's like, oh, my God, they're about to fight. First time they're about to fight. And there's, like, a couple older dads there. And they come with the, like, old school, like, yeah, yeah. black fatherly t- like, Hey, 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 fellas. Now, not listen. Not in front of the kids. When
4: friends got to be friends, you got to do it to the end. Like, it was like. You sound like more. Robert Downey <laughs> in Tropic Thunder. <laughs> That's,
3: <exactly. laughs> That's the voice. That's, That's the, the voice. voice. So I'm like, so we dap it up. And, yeah. and I hug little Nate. And this is how emotional he is. I hug him. And I'm like, Nate, look, I will not let you beat me until you can beat me. As I'm telling this, he starts crying because he's emotional. And I was like, but I love you. And I'm always. And if you talk trash. I'm going to talk trash, too. And guess what? When you get to high school, when you get mm-hmm. to college, and hopefully professional sports, these kids are going to talk worse than me. So you better be ready. And he's like, yeah, I know, Dad. I know. I know. So it was one of those fun moments. So That was that like, doesn't sound that fun to it. me.
2: That sounds mortifying. That's, that's what
3: happens, man. Like, Look, Shredder, you look at me like, hey, if that day comes, you're going to have to do it's it. So it's so
2: crazy that Nate has to have that moment where he's like, do I let him beat me? It's
3: true. You
4: like, know what, Nate? Do you, that, what do I, you know, I do? They're dropping for a little Nate right now. Oh yeah. I mean, this oh, yeah. is a this is his bridge. They're into, dropping, dropping. <laughs> I remember when they dropped, and my dad and I used to race every summer. At the end of the summer, we go to Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, for two weeks, and at the end of those two weeks, we would have a race, a foot race. And you want to beat him so bad, so bad. And I remember in fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, I beat him, and it was I felt like I was a man. Like those moments not you, was, he was trying
2: Don't you, dad's want? Don't you want him to beat you? No.
3: No, you do want, him. but man, you want but him you're to not beat let, him for real. Yeah, you're not going to let him. Yeah. Because kids, they get cocky early. Like, my dad had four boys, and to this day, he can still outlift us. There's never been a month. Like, you guys know I talk about my bird chest all the time. My dad, blessed with the opposite, huge chest. I mean, he putting up 225. I remember when he was 40, he put up 400 pounds. Like, woke us up (laughs) before school, yeah, and was like, wake up, get the camera. Boom. So I got in the league, like. Wow. Uh, there's a lot of things I want to accomplish. Your dad is Heath Evans? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> there's a lot of things I want to accomplish. Like, I want to win a Super Bowl, go to a Pro Bowl. I want to put up 1,000 yards. But, like, on that list, as a professional athlete, I was like, I'm a professional athlete. I'm lifting with the best. At some point, I got to beat my dad. Every offseason, we would do a competition, Super Bowl day, because I never made it to the Super Bowl. My dad would get on the bench, still wouldn't let us be. So there's none of us that have beat him in this weightlifting competition. So, as a father... I just grew up like that.
5: I picture uh, he got game. Denzel Washington and Ray Allen there in the mm. rim, and he's just throwing the ball at him. Let's go. Check, yeah. let's, go. let's go. This let's is go. good
4: pro-athlete stuff. You're right, because the son, like Nate, when little Nate or Nehemiah when they get to high school and they're playing football, like, they may not be good. There's might, a chance they may not be good. For sure. Lots, like, Marcus Jordan was never going to be Michael right. Jordan, ever. Right. And or they just face good. a
3: kid that's just clearly better than him. Right. Like, what are you going to do then?
4: It's like, gonna be a lot for them to live up to, man. Because right. they see their dad.
5: Question right. for Nate, family, uh, family hour here, because your brother, if I'm not mistaken, if I could say this, is yeah. an assistant coach with the Rockets, yeah. right? Alvin. Yeah, Kevin. Kevin? Kevin. <laughs> yeah. They're in the playoffs. I'm watching the playoffs. This team is 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 one of the best in the league, and yeah. your brother's an assistant coach. What insight do you have on that? I think that's pretty cool, too, that he's now a coach for one of the best teams in the league.
3: Oh, well, he, he talks about the beard all the time with James Harden. So Harden's Harden. just like, the man? The beard is the man. He said he works out tremendously hard, always in the gym. But Patrick Beverly, who showed up big. Like a little pest. Like a little pest. Reminded My me of,
5: uh, of what's his name? Uh, the little corner on and uh, Brent Grimes, just yeah, constantly Brent in Grimes. your head. Just constantly. Agitator.
3: He, he is a, he is an agitated, and he was on Russell Westbrook, and he's been working with my brother Kevin, and Patrick Beverly is a star in his own right, but Kevin's been working That's on him tremendously project. well. So he's kind of like, man, watch Patrick Beverly. He's going to be shooting mm-hmm. the ball better. He's going to attack more. two threes
5: to start that game.
3: So, yeah, so I'm excited. Yeah, so my brother's, uh he's living the dream out there coaching Houston. So that was it. And Cliff Averill came down with his family, and but we Averill. talked a little football. You know, I'm cool. pressing him. I'm like, dog, what's up? Marshawn, I'm, what are you doing? What's Pete Carroll going? Like, what happened last year? I'm like, pressing him. He's like, Nate all right, I'm about to talk to you, yeah. but this isn't for TV. This isn't for like, your podcast. Oh. This yeah. isn't for the podcast. But he just gave me some good insight. He was like, look, it's good for football if Marshawn comes back. He was like, you know, I, I agree with you. I feel like it did run his courts in Seattle, so I don't anticipate him playing with the Seahawks. Uh, but it's, it's just interesting, man, talking to Cliff, talking about Michael Bennett, Sherman. Did Cliff Bennett, feel Rich guilty Sherman, for
5: uh, ruining Tony Romo's career? Or what? We had
3: that conversation over said. a couple drinks. I was like, what do you think about that? He said, man, I got so much hate mail. I've never got as much hate mail. Really? Hate mail? for a hate Legal tackle? He said, yeah. He said, what am I supposed to do? Was I supposed to clip his toes and trip him? Was I supposed to, like, gently tackle him? He said, he landed awkwardly, and I'm a big guy, 260. I land on top of him, Mm. and I felt the crunch. I was like, did you know? He said, I knew. I knew when I hit him. Uh, so, yeah, it was a good conversation, man, talking about that defense, the Legion of Boom, what happens if Sherman's gone, Michael Bennett getting re up, Cam Chancellor, all this money at defense, Earl coming back. Like, as a fan, I have these conversations that I don't bring to TV just because I'm like – and I tell them, hey, this isn't for TV, but I want to know some stuff. Yeah. What's going on in Seattle, man? Because it seems like right now, at one point you guys were like the Patriots of the NFC West, mm-hmm. and now you guys are just kind of like floating above water. You know what I'm saying? Doggy paddling, trying to stay afloat when other teams are getting better. And he was like, we'll be back. He said, I know the window's closing, but we'll be back.
2: We've got their off-season workouts. All teams are in off-season workouts. Uh, next week, we have the draft. Kyle Brandt, you've gone, right? You've been to the
4: draft. I've never been to the draft. Ever? No, I've been to 11 Super Bowls, and I've never been to the draft. It's always been in New York, and I've never been here, but now – Chicago, yeah. now Philadelphia, yeah. and I love that they move the draft. It's you know, like anything else, Super Bowl or WrestleMania or whatever. I like that they move it, but no, I've never been to the draft, and we're going to be set up on those rocky steps, it like is, those iconic steps, it right it there. Is the most. Tell me, you been
2: the fans of the fans? Like I can't even explain the the rare breed of fan that shows up from the thirty-two teams to this event. It is. You
4: went in New York, Kay. Yes, yeah. I in
2: New York, I'd, I'd never went to the Chicago one. I've been several times in New York. It is t- it is one hundred. It is active the entire. I, I, you know, time. I've been
4: an enthusiast of the draft my whole there's life. There is crying. I love
2: it. There is booing. <laughs> yeah. It isn't one of those things where you like go to the taping of a late night show and they're like Applaus, applause, applause. And there's people out there with yes. like signs and "boo to be hype." Yeah, it is the. It's almost like calm down. Everybody's turned up to a hundred the entire time.
4: I remember the moment I became excited about the draft. It was right when I was finishing up college. And it was that infamous Donovan McNabb year, and they booed the crap out and of. They wanted Donovan Ricky McNabb. Williams. They wanted Ricky Williams and Edgerin James was in there too, and they got McNabb. And I was like, to your point, Kate, it was. They always and ESPN would always do a great job of going to the fans in the crowd. They would find, okay, the Eagles are on the clock. Let's find the five Eagles fans who yes. painted their faces and they're wearing their Brian Dawkins jerseys, whatever they were at the time. And they always give you what you want. We've
2: got to get you into that crowd some, I'm into that, it. somehow. at some point, because it is there it's something special.
4: Yeah, I'm getting me excited now. It's you're magical. Right. It's cool because on TV
5: you get this whole T V presentation and nowadays with the second screen on Twitter you're kind of following it. In the building, there is such speculation and then all of a sudden uh Goodell shows up. A trade has been made, mm-hmm. and Cleveland has now traded up to the third spot. They're on the clock. You're like, ah! Yeah, like, yeah, yeah.
2: All these This green room, Peter, who gets to be in that actual green room? No media, right?
5: No. So Gil Brandt, who is a longtime NFL scout my grandfather. for the Dallas Cowboys. Love Gil. Now works for the NFL, I believe, in some sort of emeritus role. He basically pulls all the general managers and invites about 30 prospects to the draft, the top 30 or so. Guys that aren't going to fall out of the first two days. Those guys then decide whether they want to go or not. This year I believe 22 players are going. I don't think many of the quarterbacks are going from what I looked at. They get to go in the green room. There's cameras in the green room, but media is not allowed in there. And the, and as we learned from David Njoku today, off he's camera, he's not going. He's not going. He said the reason why I only get ten seats at a table, and I've got eight brothers, I've got or eight siblings. Mm-hmm. I've got a huge family. I just want to have my own laid back party. And so
4: yeah, there's get, another reason not to go. It's you don't go on the first day because you don't get Brady Quinn. Phone. You got uh, Gino, yeah. uh, Gino Gino Smith, Smith got sent home. Yeah. So he showed up, put his suit on. Sits in there and did not go in the first round, which means I guess I'm. Or Aaron
3: Rodgers, right? He he like, Aaron Rodgers sat there and sat there. That thing's not as
4: glorious as it used to be. Would you go? Only if my agent representative said, "Look, we have a lock. You're going in the top. I'm sure 10. Gino's yeah, agent you're, you're told top, him that. You're top 15. I don't know. He needs a new agent then. He you won't. The first you round. won't. You won't fall out the first round. I guarantee you will not
3: fall.
5: Even that's scary. But the first uh, round, 15. I got it.
4: If I'm not a top 10 lock, if I'm sh- if I'm not.
5: But what about the cool experience? You get to go to Philadelphia. You're treated that's like royalty. You that game's suit, changing.
4: The whole thing. I, I is, think it's changing. Guys are having their parties no, you're, you're now. Right, they send camera crews to your house. You have your family around you. Look, everyone wants to be the guy who has the suit and hugs Mr. Goodell, but then no one wants to be the Brady Quinn or the Aaron Rodgers because you sit there the and Gino, those cameras yeah. are getting close. Now it's a story. Aaron Rodgers is in free fall. And you got to act your like you're cool with it. You're yeah, like, no, this is fine. I'm sure they're going to call and you're looking at your phone. That's that's a, a lonely scene. I, I, I remember
5: talking to Champ Bailey last year, name drop, and he was telling me about his draft experience. He's like, I will forever have a bond of those guys that we spent that week together in New York. Like, it's a cool experience, Kyle. A lot of these guys come from small towns. And they do
2: activities, like, in the communities leading up to it. They do. They go to the hospital. And
5: they go to the Madden event. Like, don't forget, these are 20-year-old kids who finally have made it after all this training. It's a cool event. Yeah, It is
0: cool.
3: And speaking of that, like, the the (laughs) moment that I, I, I can appreciate the most is when these young men get selected. And they're sitting there, and they're crying. And, you know as a player, I get it, and I think as a fan, they might think, oh, they're crying because they just hit the lotto. It's it's much deeper than that. Like, yeah, they hit the lotto financially, but imagine, like, you hit the lotto, but you've been working since six to hit the lotto. <laughs> yeah. And not just working, like, scratching off tickets. I'm talking about literally foot to ground, working on a field, and then that day comes at 21, 22, 23 years old where they call your name, and you realize – like my life is about to change, and then you look across the table and it's your mother, somebody who's been working two, three jobs. Some of these young men's story, absolutely amazing. I mean, the the true heroes, like Kevin Durant said, the real MVPs, the moms and the dads and the guardians, those who sacrifice everything, some of them to keep the kids out of gang life, some of them keep these knuckleheads in school, some of them just keep their head on straight saying, no, 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 you're special, and you got Mm -hmm. an opportunity to not only change your life but to impact – like, the generations to come. And that's what I see when I see the tears. I used to, like, not really think about it. But then when I made it, I realized, like, damn, I've been playing football since I was eight. And I had my mother and father in the house. Now, it wasn't easy. There was times we ate Top Ramen for two straight weeks. But these guys, they had it worse than me. So their tears are a little bit different. Like, so that's what I look forward to. I love seeing their face. I know it's like an awkward moment because people don't like it emotional during a draft. But when I see that, especially those, like, First top 10, top 20, like the emotion that overwhelms him, so good.
2: I think you have to be so vulnerable anyway going to the draft. I don't, you have to have the confidence that I see mm-hmm. in you all the time, Nate, that you're, there's no way you're not going in the first round. Yeah. Like you have to think – there's no way Geno Smith came there with any idea that he might not be, and right. you shouldn't think that way. So it shouldn't be, I think, a reason to detract anybody from going because their confidence is so – like optimal,
5: yeah. And one of the things that now is a part of the whole process is they get drafted and then they hug Goodell. I didn't think anything of it. I think it's fun. They do the bear hugs. I like uh, it. They spend all week with them. I had a veteran. Can we player, analyze
2: those hugs, by the way. With
5: the body language.
4: Body language, hundred percent. I had a veteran player. Tilt? Yeah. Tell me, <laughs> do they Rock. Tell me. <laughs>
5: <laughs> I guess it was last year before the draft, being like, "That's Chump." That they hug the Goodell. hug. That's it's, weak. It's us for like once you're a player, you know, you you won't view that way. And I was like, "Whoa!" And he's like. Veterans don't like it. Guys in the league don't like it that you go up there and you hug him like he's like Mr. And, and then a week later, he's going to be fining you for $9,000. It's par of the course. You know what I mean? Very like, interesting perspective. You will I, never I get hear an NFL network.
3: I get it. I get it 100%. But you almost you have to do it. And, you know... Gadeo has
4: to – I would think – Who was it? Sean Springs had the hat tilted. And, he, <laughs> and then Tagliaboo straightened it. I was so triggered by that. I didn't like that. He can wear it hat sideways, Mr. Tagliaboo. I got enough money to, to wear my hat the way I to. He, oh, he Sean couldn't. Springs out of Ohio State comes up to take the picture of Tagliaboo. He's got his brand-new Seahawks hat to the side. because to make picture and goes, Come here. It straightens it out for him. You, you could never do that now. <laughs> no. Never. And he shouldn't have. Right, he shouldn't You have. know what I'm saying? I know exactly. You know what, no, Nate, I know. I'm such a skeptic, too. Like, I, you're talking about that wonderful moment we've all seen. I remember Roethlisberger getting the call from Coach Coward and the, I look at that, and there's, like, two tables first of full of family members. And I'm like, man, they're going to want a house. They're going to want a car. <laughs> they're going to want a house. Because, obviously, a lot of these players go broke. Yeah. And we talked, we talked a, lot, a lot of the prospects coming up. When I look at those green room pictures and all those yeah. family members, it makes me nervous. Who was oh, the kid who came on and nervous. said, "I have new uncles
2: and we
5: cousins"? Oh, like, Ryan Anderson.
4: Ryan, yeah, I agree. Makes me nervous. Have
2: people coming out of the woodwork, and they, they I didn't know I had so many aunts and uncles. Oh,
4: right, that was yeah. amazing it's, line for a vulnerable it, kid. It, all those family members got suits on in yeah. the green room. They all have watches. Yeah. It looks it it's, makes it's me nervous. Only, it's only—it's
3: only natural. I see the same thing. Like I sit there, I see the kid, I see the mom, and then the first question I start asking myself is, "Who's there for real and who's there for fake?" Mm-hmm. Who wants him to succeed without the money? Who wants him to succeed because of the money? Mm-hmm. And I can't help but But think I've been that. with
5: you since elementary school, man. We've been friends. I've played on your teams. I, I know it. you. Of I course. What do you mean I'm not with you?
3: No, and, and that's where the confusion lies because then that guy sits there and starts looking at that check, and he's like, damn, look at all these zeros. I mean, I – I don't need all this money, and it's my boy. I've been looking out for him. He's been looking out for me. You know what? What do you need? You want fifty thousand to do what? You mm-hmm. want to open up a what? I uh,
5: want. I've got a uh, new t-shirt. Uh, company
3: ice uh, ice cream and uh it, and Rolex shop. You yes, know when
5: it really comes out? and ice cream. There's a certain decorum <laughs> in watches the green room. Ice cream. It it, but when they hey, go to talk
4: those about home camps. <laughs> You know they go to the home cams and they're on the couch, like and oh, that's hunk- the crazier one. Because then people are jumping in front of the camera, <laughs> like showing their There's like forty five like, people yes, there, and they're trying to get on camera. That makes me really nervous. Yeah. I, I get nervous around the draft. I
2: love the TV coverage of the draft because you do get those <laughs> live lookins into the living rooms of these kids and their families and like the uh, like uh, unadulterated joy. And they show you the front offices too. Oh yeah, which I room, love room, the yeah. war room where you see like how many Mountain Dews is Kevin Demoff going to yeah. drink and like all of that kind of stuff. So so Them celebrating, you yeah. see what they're eating. That's Right. I mean, really cool. their, the nerves are palpable. I love – it's It's must-see TV.
3: Sometimes you see the war woman It's just like – it's like real business, like handshakes, like a good pick. Yes, good yeah. pick. I hate that. Mission I accomplished. hate that. I, wanted yeah, I, want I want
4: to do chest pumps. Yeah,
3: I want cups to be spilling over, high fives and backflips. I want some confetti to pop. When I see that, it's like that organization is damn excited to uh-huh. get the guy they just got.
2: I don't care so much about that, Peter. I care about like what's going to happen in the first round. <laughs> like what's – like. Is it going to be wild? trade, trade, trade,
5: trade? I, I honestly do think that's we're the case. We're talking like
2: here. more than one trade.
5: We're less than ten days away. We haven't had one yet. I think we're talking the two pick could be traded. All right. I think San Francisco might trade back. I think three. I think Chicago might be willing to trade back. Peter, is
4: there a team or to the to your point, a team or a GM or anybody here who you're like you're gonna pick? You're most excited to see what they Tennessee. do. Tennessee. Tennessee. Why? Five and
5: eighteen. They traded back a bunch last year and they collected. I think that is, even been talking about them? No one is. I think at five, they're not going to take a player in the first They're round. out of there? I think they're going to take... They might take someone, but I think at five and 18, they might get a little creative and start making moves. But Cleveland holds the keys to the draft because they have the first pick and they've got the most picks. But San Francisco has the most... Um, what's the most intrigue maybe because mm-hmm. they have a lot of needs and they have a new brass all in there. And they and that, say we're open for business. And we're open for business. Mm-hmm. I think, I Kay, think, hey, I think the top 10 when it's all said and done is going to look very different than it does
4: right now. Mm-hmm. Team, I love that. That's what I, that I want to hear. Right, I, Kyle? I, it's exactly. Kay and, and I are on the same page. We are agents of chaos. We want trades. Oh, and my God. I want to watch it burn. All of it. Yeah, I want the number two overall pick to be Dalvin Cook. Just who knows? Just something absolutely insane that we know and I'm going to put it
5: on the podcast now. I think that there's a very good chance that Fournette goes like two. Because when everyone starts doing all the math wow. on this thing, it's like, all right, who's the best offensive player in this draft? Leonard Fournette. Just take him. Mm-hmm. Like there's all these guys, there are That's all these available. defensive backs. Like, just take the guy. Look at Ezekiel Elliott. He went four <laughs> and it worked out. Like just take yeah. him we get him for five years at a rookie contract, yeah. and then we can do whatever we want. It's a running back. You can go kick the curb if you want. That's you know what, what I think?
4: I think Ezekiel Elliott is gonna get some people fired over the next couple of years. I think because a of lot of, that of mistakes,
5: a lot too early with the running backs. I
4: think he had an amazing year and everyone's like, Oh, we're gonna get Zeke. Everyone runs now, we're gonna get Zeke. Todd Gurley, you gotta be careful Marvin
3: Gordon. I mean, you, he, be careful. you blame these teams for looking at a running back and saying yeah,
2: they're we can fighters, get a young so.
3: stud running? Right now, mm, I feel
2: like you can always find a running back.
3: I, no, but I kind of agree to that I, I kind of agree with Peter. You know, we're looking at the draft and what we do as TV personalities, analysts, insiders, former players, hosts of shows. We sit there and try to piece together what we see fit for each team. We try to make sense logically. Okay, they have these positions already taken yep. care of, which means their need is here. So they most likely are going to take this guy, and that's how we come up with like our equation. But when the draft comes and that buzzard goes, like, grow you're on the clock. How fun was that simulation? It's like, you know what? Yeah, I go, hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay, you know what? Forget everything. Forget who we got. Wait, we can get Fournette? Are we really going to pass up yes. the best guy on the board? Because, I mean, we'll figure out what we have in our own backfield. But if we can get Fournette, this could be the superstar. What's going to kick their butts is when they do another segment we have, Hindsight 2020, yeah, right. is they look back a couple years from now and say, we try to fit our need. We try well, we to get a just
4: tackle. got what was best for us. Right. Like,
3: and that's why I've been a big fan of um, McCaffrey getting the best. Yeah, McCaffrey, but also getting the best guy available. Because Speaking I remember talking round, to the first round,
2: that's what you have to do. The, the Minnesota best, Vikings. Best player on the, on the board.
3: I got there, and I said, well, I didn't even know you guys were interested. You guys didn't call me. I didn't work out with you guys. You guys, uh, you guys had Randy Moss. You guys had a host of compliment players, the wide receiver position. They said, yeah, but we had a late first round, second round grade on you. We thought, why is this guy still here? Might as well take 'em. We didn't want you. We don't want to miss you. Like, I love I like, the so that, graphic it, on the
4: bottom of the screen. Says best available. Yeah, it I was almost
3: that. like a kind of like a, a backhanded compliment. Like uh, sure, oh, we kind of just got you because we didn't want nobody else to get mm-hmm. you. Yeah, and we and then they're like, but we had a late first round, second round pick grade on you. And I'm like, all right, that makes sense. So I've always been a firm believer in get the best guy available. Because yeah, I had to work my way up and beat out a couple guys out ahead of me. But in their mind, the risk is worth the reward. You know what I mean? So I've been, I've been a victim of being used a little mm-hmm.
5: bit on that stuff with like needs and all that stuff where teams will say to me, oh, yeah, we like this guy, we like this guy. And then, you know, last year San Diego at three was a great case study. There were a million mock drafts. I did a mock draft. Everyone does a mock draft. And Peter King considers himself, and we in the media kind of know he's got connections. It was Tunzel or Stanley at three overall, and then the draft is up. It's the third pick. We knew the quarterbacks were taken. They basically had the first pick in the draft. Wild. And they take Joey Bosa, and no one Anywhere That's had it, awesome. and I talked to Tom, Tedes- Tom Telesco. Afterwards, I talked to people in the organization. they said, "We liked Bosa since March.
4: Nobody knew. We just don't know who do we have to tell."
5: Like yeah. so, all these mock drafts where we do the well, you know, Daniel Jeremiah says he like him, and at the end of the day, these teams, if they don't want to tell anybody anything, they have that and right. All
4: your reporters running around with your phones, and all you guys, nobody uncovered that. Yeah. In this day and age, everybody uncovers. It's it.
3: a big, it's a big game of poker, right? And that's the way it should be. Like, let us assume, let us give predictions. I love it when they're. But coy they don't about know it.
2: either, Nate, what they're doing. Look, we did our little uh, activity Simulation on the play. show today. I legitimately had no idea who. And, yet, I and a to panic
5: pick. attack, right? Like it's I, amazing.
2: Yeah, and, and yeah. we've got lights and we've got pressure. Like, can you imagine like actual millions of dollars and like actual pressure of doing that? Okay, I get nervous and of fantasy what drafts. Yeah.
4: <laughs> I do. I seriously, of I'm course. on the clock. I'm like, oh my, am I, am I taking Roy Williams again? Of course, <laughs>
2: but what did that? Like, do they all have to agree? Who has to agree? Like, how does that go down? A
4: lot of times, no, there's do no agreement.
5: agreement. No. You so have to at least a have a clear distinction. GM
2: of, over everybody. No, no, in
5: some buildings, it's not. You have to be clear, the owner, right? Clear distinction. I, I don't know who is the final say in it, but like, well,
2: like owner in this on a Saturday of a draft isn't.
5: But like for example, in, right? let's
4: yeah, maybe Jake, try trying to think great.
5: about how to do it. But like every team knows who's the final decision maker in the room, and in some places, it's the head coach. And I honestly think Cleveland's an interesting one because this doesn't. I'm not trying to start any crap when I say this, but Hugh Jackson and Greg Williams are old school football guys. Hugh, Hugh Jackson has a lifer, you know, since mm-hmm. he, you know, was coaching 20, 30 years ago. What's Greg Williams think
4: of Paul DePodesta? Greg Williams <laughs> what does he think of is like
5: a renegade. Like I, you know, yeah. let's just you know, let's go kick their ass. Like yeah. I, you know, we're in these production meetings, he gets me fired up talking about Aaron Donald when he was with the Rams. Like and then you have these numbers guys who, you know, they might have played in college, but they didn't play in the pros. Right. You've got you know, so in that room of alphas like Hugh Jackson and Greg, if they want a guy, the owner's in the room who is also an alpha. Yeah. And you've got these numbers guys throwing spreadsheets. Forget the numbers. Throwing spreadsheets at Forget
3: you. The, they, will, they will rip up them spreadsheets and say, listen, so we want this to? ball player. Th-
5: that is a big question mark in Cleveland. So if you see something on, uh, <laughs> That's if, you, good. if you see Miles Garrett first overall, I would say that.
3: That's an overall agreement. I believe so.
5: I would say right. it's Hugh Jackson and Greg Williams. It's okay, the but I think saying, even the numbers guys got to agree. If there's something wacko outside the board and crazy, if it's Fournette or right. if it's Trubisky or if it's one of those things, I think the that numbers guys Even that 12, that 12 pick, we could
3: see a, like, a real difference in personalities. Like Something wild could happen. Something that we haven't even thought of. And then we're like, wait a minute,
4: was that a Moneyball Paper
2: Scissors Rock yeah. over yeah. Trubisky?
4: Yeah. Greg Williams, we saw him on Hard Knocks this past year. We've seen him for you. Listen, he's the guy, he's the Bounty Gate guy. He's the guy on tape saying, kill the head and the body will die. He is the old school that's knock the crap out of him. And you have Paul D. Podesta, a Harvard man, who's going to say, no, 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 Greg. My calculations say this has better value. Are you kidding me? Just take a look at my my abacus over here. Yeah, Yeah. Poindexter, get out of here. Who who
3: was the young man we had on that basically said the combine is for the – Ryan Anderson. Ryan Anderson. Anderson. I loved him. Alabama big boy. He was so chill and so (laughs) – like almost lightweight, scary, like that intense. And I guarantee just him having the stage on Good Morning Football and saying, look, man, I just want to hit – I'm a football player. Greg Williams was
5: salivating on that?
3: Yes. Coaches like him, organizations that have coaches like Greg Williams, they're looking at Ryan Anderson saying, that's the dude we want. I don't care about Mm -hmm. the money ball. I don't care about the numbers. I I don't care about the guy's stats. We want that dude just want to come in the league and knock somebody's block off. Mm -hmm. And those guys get drafted, and those guys last a long time in this league.
2: All right, we're gonna take a short break here for Zip Recruiter. Whether it's a first or seventh round pick drafting, the right player is the key to success. That six foot four wide receiver or speedy edge rusher can take a team to new heights. And the same goes for your business or your department. Finding the right talent makes all the difference. We need to hire, where do you go to scout talent? You can't find top talent by posting your job to just one site. You need to post your job on all the top job sites, and now you can with ZipRecruiter. With ZipRecruiter, instantly distribute your job to 200-plus job boards across the web, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter everywhere, all with one click. ZipRecruiter then identifies potential candidates and notifies them about your job in a matter of minutes. No more countless hours searching. ZipRecruiter does the searching for you. You can select, screen, rate candidates all in one place with ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use dashboard and find the right fit fast. Don't get stuck without the right lineup, guys. Discover today why ZipRecruiter has been used by Fortune 500 companies and hundreds of thousands of small and medium-sized businesses. Right now, get this, you can kick off your hiring on ZipRecruiter for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com Blitz. That's ZipRecruiter.com Blitz. Try it for free today at ZipRecruiter.com slash Blitz. Can we talk a little about the article that you wrote? Yeah. The Browns, about the, how you. the Browns can have it all?
5: All right, so on FoxSports.com I have an article, and it goes to talking to a lot of the forward-thinking money ball people over the last couple weeks around the league, not particularly in Cleveland but other places. And essentially the deal is retail versus wholesale, okay? You think about wholesale versus retail. Wholesale, it's your own. It's like you grow it at a farm, whatever. You build your own. Mm-hmm. You make your own eggs. But if you go to a shop to buy the eggs, they're always going to be marked up. They're expensive, whatever. So when you look at the quarterback position, if you go in the draft and draft a quarterback, you sign them to a four-year, $22 million deal first overall. You're locked into that based on the collective bargaining agreement. No matter who it is, if it's Jameis, if it's Andrew Luck, if it's Trubisky, Watson, if you go first overall, it's four years, $22 million. You have that. You cannot renegotiate your deal. That is locked in. So you're getting paid about $6 million a year, and then it increases slowly. Just so much
2: less than people like Glennon are getting paid.
5: If you go retail to find your quarterback in free agency, you're paying Brock Osweiler $18 million. Mm. You're paying Mike Glennon $14 million. You're paying Andy Dalton just re up for $16 million a year. So Sam Bradford next season will make $18 million from the Vikings because it's his third contract, and that's just what the market right. said. Carson Wentz is still on his original deal with the Eagles, his rookie deal. He's going to make $6.7 million. What's Dak Prescott making, half a mil? D- Dak Prescott's making $600,000 yep. next year. So the value, if you want to look at economics and Moneyball and, and all that stuff, the value is taking a quarterback in the draft and paying him that money so you could spend your money elsewhere. That makes so
3: much sense. And spread
5: it out. However. However. The draft is not in a vacuum. And you've got fan pressure. You've got media pressure. You've got owners who say, I, I don't want – and this year it's interesting because if you've noticed the last two years, Winston Mariota, those teams knew it. You take a quarterback. And then mm-hmm. last year, Goff and, and, and Wentz. This year, there is no slam dunk. Okay. So it's kind of taking these what, – what principled money thinkers would look at and, and any future algorithm you would look at, you would always take a quarterback if you like him first overall if you don't have one. It just makes sense. I like that.
2: Now it's even, but you said something interesting in your article that it wouldn't be the stupidest thing to just take quarterbacks every time.
5: Yeah, because they're paying Brock Osweiler eighteen million. Say he's on the team, you could take a quarterback in the first round this year and he could stink, and you could take a quarterback in the first round next year. And he could be okay. And combined, they mm-hmm. won't
4: make eighteen million dollars. They'll make twelve million next Dang. year. It's buying something really cheap. You're not even sure of the quality of it. I mean, it, it's Old Navy. Like this is these shorts are four bucks. I don't even know if I'll work out. But if they don't, I'll just buy another pair of shorts because it's four bucks. Sure, but you can go to Armani and buy a suit, and it might be ill
5: fitting, mm-hmm. right? Like it's it, there's no slam dunk with these veteran quarterbacks either. So. Wholesale versus retail. The value, if you just look at I it in a vacuum. A, I don't
2: think a first-round pick is a pair of Old Navy shorts. I don't. I think it's like a – You treat that a, like it the, is.
4: The fleece. <laughs> the fleece. <If laughs> no, the fleece. The American flag of Navy the face T-shirt. It's the your franchise. No, Why? I
2: think like the first-round pick isn't, isn't nothing. Yeah,
5: it's, and it's, it's, the external factors of it all is the fan reaction, right? So if they took Trubisky and they were like, look, we really like Trubisky. They're behind the eight ball already because fans are going to, how do you pass on Miles Garrett? They're, it's not apples to apples. And money ball-wise, right. on a spreadsheet, it makes sense to mm-hmm. draft Trubisky. But you're not considering the article from Tony Grossi three weeks into the season when, you know, Garrett's got seven sacks for the, uh, for the Jaguars. But even
2: guys that say are slam dunks, like Goff, he didn't exactly come out the gate swinging. Him. Granted, like, that's you know, maybe not the best
4: example. But so, by, by your theory. Hold on. I got to know about the Chicago. You're game. a Princeton man. Come on. Think this through. Yeah, an English major. Um, so, listen, <laughs> by your theory, then, why would the Bears ever do what they did with Mike Lennon for totally a, an unproven thing, a ton of money? Why wouldn't they just go in the draft? That's, that doesn't make any sense, then. Great question. Maybe they think they're closer than they are.
5: Maybe they think Glennon, with his eighteen career starts, is a better bet at fourteen million than rolling the dice on Deshaun Watson. They're buying the
4: Armani suits. They're going to Joseph A. Bank, and they're paying that much. Yeah, that's Men's Warehouse. Right. You're gonna like the way you look. Yeah, we'll I see. guarantee. Yeah, we'll see. I, I wish I could get a guarantee. Can I make a request? Because yeah.
3: that that blows my mind. I didn't think about it like that. Uh, that's the first time I actually put the finances into those two categories. The young. Rookie coming into the league versus the free agent. But I want to make a request for you to write something on the same position, but for the quarterbacks that get picked in the later rounds. Okay. We're talking second. Russell Wilson. Russell Dak Wilson. Dak, Prescott. Dak, exactly. Now – I get it. Those are kind of like real lucky. Yeah, man. you got to get real lucky. But I think for a long time, the the still of the drafts and the the guys that you find the gems in the draft, there are other positions. It's like, oh, we found a good receiver, or even a, a running back that showed up and did his thing, or maybe a cornerback or linebacker. But I think more often we're seeing some of these guys getting picked in the second, third, and even fourth round, showing up big after a year or two of fighting for a position. These first rounders. They may get more opportunities in the long run, as we all know, because of the money attached to their name and hanging over their
5: head, but they don't always give us the production. I mean, we, that's historic in this league. So this is what's interesting. If you want to flip it on its head, let's do two things. I'll, two, out, two, you know, whatever it's projections. But Russell Wilson, his first contract was three years, $4 million. All right. Okay. So that's they're paying him. Okay. <laughs> Think about that. And in that time, they were able to re-sign Cliff Averill. Cam, Ch- you know, find these deals right. for all these guys. Now they had to give him a big extension because his original contract expired, and that's when you bye get bye. issues where it's like, uh, you know, can we pay Richard yeah. Sherman that yeah. much money? Can we pay Bruce Irvin? Can, can we can pay we, Cam? Can do- we
3: pay Martel's Bennett? So Who's not complaining? Only do I mean, Michael you gotta Bennett. You got to win in
5: that window. So you got to win before so they this get is, paid. So, this is the second part of this. Everyone says Dallas is set for the next 10 years. They've got Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. Truth of the matter is, when you're, a, when you're not a first round pick, your contract's only four years. Their window of paying him $600,000 is only four years. Mm-hmm. They're in win-now mode yeah. because once they have to re-up him, they can't re-sign the entire yeah, offensive And if line, he has another can't. year like this, he's going to be talking about contract renegotiations uh, right away. in two years. Right away. So, this is the window, which is crazy because he's a rookie quarterback and or we just got to mar- know him.
2: Somebody, one of them should marry a supermodel that makes
5: uh, tr- uh, and exponentially and more, and more than them less and money. they yeah, can just take good. less so and it's,
2: less it's, money and then they can build a superpower so team. I mean, Giselle's the real MVP. Yeah, to pace This is
5: something we should do on the show. Here's our
2: underappreciated storyline is Giselle. I love this. Because of her income, Homeboy takes. Nothing from the from them, and that's why uh, they get to. Ask. Let's not say nothing. He takes he less. Paid? He takes less. A lot than he less. less. He just renegotiated. But he just renegotiates. Yeah, I think he deal. makes like
5: sixteen to twenty, which is yeah. probably like fifteenth on the Joe list. Joe Flacco. <laughs> okay, yeah. I feel you. Know, you. The Look Patriots it. have that guy. Here he has. In the I front hear front he office. has. Stocking under armour. has stocking
3: and Uggs. Uh, like he's.
2: Baltimore he's can't eating. sign anybody. because they paid Joe Flacco that contract. He probably owns a percentage. a Perfect example. Cheese. I know. I'm just saying. No, you're right. You know.
4: Giselle is the. She's the real MVP. She is. You're you know right. what's interesting too—the Dak thing. They don't have a true the, the remainder of his contract because let's say Dak blows up again next year and is incredible, then he comes back in third year and says, "I'm holding out. Like I'm not, I'm not but showing no, up for no, training." Who's, because who's of your the backup? CBA, he can't. He, tell me about that. Yeah. So the CBA – because I'm, I'm not showing up for work no, for no, five hundred. So grand. if you're a
5: first round pick after four years, you can renegotiate, right? If you're anything other than first round after three years, but those first four years and those first three years are locked in. So Russell mm. Wilson. Bus Cook was his agent, and I remember there was a story, and it was wrong, that Russell Wilson's upset with his contract. Upset or not, do anything about it. Uh-huh. your first three years, if you're not a first-round pick, you are making that no matter what. Yeah. So Dak has to rely on making the money off the field and doing all these endorsements. Why you see a lot of second- and third-round mm-hmm. picks, collecting all the money in merchandise and mer- marketing. I didn't know
2: that. That's good to know.
5: That's yep. CBA stuff. Now this is all boring for the listeners. Let's get to Coachella, guys.
2: Oh, Coachella. Yeah. Kyle Brandt, you, you <laughs> let it be known on the show today. And I it thought came you out, were, didn't it? I thought you were absolutely joking. We well, also did the single ladies dance, Beyonce. Uh, but that you've also gone to Coachella joking. not once but twice, but three times, yes. and that once was alone.
4: There's your CBA, the Coachella badass. That's okay. what they used to call me <laughs> back in the day. Oh, there's the CBA, oh, CBA again. I, I don't,
2: don't want to know about the other two times. Just the one that you went
4: stack. I uh, it's. My memories of Coachella are pleasantly a little hazy. I okay. remember what years are we talking? Mid two thousands. I remember seeing Bjork. I remember seeing Swan outfit. I, no, not as the Oscars. I remember seeing Coldplay. Uh, Grammys. Coldplay. I remember seeing Kanye. The one I wanted to go to by myself was Tool. Tool is like my <laughs> was my all timers. What does it mean 2006? you went by yourself? You like
2: you actually went to the desert by yourself. You rent a house what do you somewhere do you do? by yeah. yourself.
4: I was in a weird phase of life. This is when I had left the soap opera. I was convinced I was going to be the next Matt Damon, and it just I, the jobs weren't coming. The money was running out. It was before Rome, and I was it was uh, I think it was a Saturday, and I was at my house, and I had gotten myself a dog, and I was a quarter life crisis. Like I did not know what to do. And I, I'm like, I want to go see Tool in the desert. It's two-hour drive. Two-hour drive. That's it. And I, I called like my friends. Like, nah, Tool? Like, you are a Tool. No, the no, no, no. traffic
2: is nuts.
4: I got there. I went through it. And you bought a I, ticket online? I bought like... a ticket online, and I printed it out, and I went, and I drove to India for two hours. By myself. And I just said, screw it. I
2: love this I'm move. all about
4: life experiences. And any, any age I'm at, I want to do things. I want to do crazy things. I want to live. And I lived. And I got there, man. And, um... Coachella by yourself is really weird because nobody goes by themselves. Everybody travels in packs. And the joke we have on the show all the time is there's a lot of women, and I was single at the time, so I'm interested in speaking to them, and uh, there's a lot of women vibing. <laughs> if you're just listening to this, vibing means like you're – Okay, you know those Let gas the station – Let music take control. Yeah, you know those gas station wind puppet things on the side of the road, low, the floaties? Yeah. That's what they're sitting there doing. Drugs. It, it's, yeah, I, I'm sure it's <laughs> drug. I, listen. I'd have to be on heavy drugs to vibe to the Silver Sun pickups or whatever the hell they're they're doing, right? And it always just seems to me like their moms were at Woodstock dancing to Mountain or Jefferson Airplane or whatever it was. Or their publicists. Or their publicists, right. And they're vibing. I mean, they have their phone in their hand at the time taking pictures of themselves. And I remember trying to talk to some of the Viber girls, and, like, they weren't feeling me at all. I don't know if they understood English, but – because they were on heavy, heavy, heavy drugs. You went
5: three years in a row, right? Three years so in a row. So I went to Lollapalooza three
4: years in a row. Who'd you in see? In Chicago,
5: I've, I've in Grand Loll, yeah. Park. Loll
2: is the best. It's, the, it's literally the best music festival. Saw so them all. You're in but, the middle of the city. But you
5: mentioned something that really struck me today in my passing. No, no. You said the dance tent. Oh, yeah, dance tent. Love so, the dance so we, tent. I remember we all my friends went to go see Pearl Jam. <laughs> it was a Saturday night at, at Lollapalooza. And me and my other friend... My friend Dan Caparo, he said, Let's go check this out. Let's see what's up here and, there and was you a... saw
2: Kay Adams because <laughs> a,
5: um, a house DJ up on the in block tent. Yeah. Everyone making out with everybody on the dance floor. Wacko scene and I'm like, this all is in one music festival. So Kyle, the Coachella dance tent. You mentioned it in passing.
4: I remember it back then in 2007. It wasn't the EDM was not like it is now. Right. You know, the, I remember like Paul Oakenfold was the yeah. biggest deal. Well, you had Paul Van Dyke, you had Paul yeah. Oakenfold, and, and I, like, I just you had the re- classics. I remember at the time that the main stage is on one end of it, where there was Tool, and all the way on the other end is the dance tent. And it was like eight-to-one dance tent versus rock Bottles band Bottles of set. water everywhere. Yeah, but so many more people were into that. And I was pissed off because I'm like, these guys are great. They're a great rock band. And I, at the time I was an idiot, I was like, that's just stupid electronic garbage. <laughs> <laughs> so I walked over because I got to check it out because that's where all the women were. Yeah, now they All have, of them.
2: Like Bonnaroo has a tent, and they have all sorts of tents, let me tell you. They do? One of them where they have headphones, like the ones we're wearing right now. Yeah. And, you, and it's a headphone. I forget what they call hey, it. Have you been
1: to So Bonnaroo? you listen yes, to your own music?
5: Yes, <laughs> Kate's been to the mother of festivals. Yes, I've gone twice. You went to Nashville and then drove it's out two Manchester, hours. Yeah.
2: Oh, it's called Silent Disco. That's what it's called. And uh. you put on headphones, and you and everyone's dancing as if it was raging EDM. But it's
3: quiet outside. It's, it, like
2: Calvin Harris is on the speaks. Oh, Not cool. the case. It's completely oh, wait, dead. Wait, everybody's silent. listening to the
3: same song though.
2: I, yeah, it's either the same song or maybe uh, even different songs. I don't know. Disco. Everyone's just going after it, wearing headphones. It's that sounds wild.
5: fun. Bonnaroo is one, one where you're, you're 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 in a stuck.
2: Tent. Yeah, you're actually you're camping. showering. You're not showering actually. There's no showering that happens. The whole thing is uh, radiate positivity. It is the closest thing I think to Burning Man, my friend. Oh, well then
4: I'm that's to go Music, the music oh, festival. Nate, you though. were talking about that recently. That like you're like yeah, I might go to Burning Man. <laughs> <laughs> like it was just a casual experience. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Are you going to stop by? What are you going to do? No, I think I'm going to
3: do a. Bonnarooze? Okay, I'm going to do Bonnarooze. Awesome. When is it, June?
2: It's in June. It's amazing. Hot as hell, right? Glastonbury is still on my list, but Lollapalooza is my favorite because you're in the middle of the city, so you have the energy from that. The weather's hot, but it's great. It's like the perfect size, and they always pull the best bands. I love Lollapalooza.
4: It used to not be in the city. I remember going up to Alpine to see Lollapalooza. No, yeah. Really? And I mean, look, you'll go anywhere if Corn is playing. You're going to get there. But uh, it used to be up in the Alpine or maybe Wilmot somewhere up there. Alpine where they have the Summerfest. Yeah, and it's well, much better in the city. The
5: original Lollapaloozas were in the early 90s. Perry Farrell. And they would do a cross-country tour in Perry Farrell. They'd Ferral go to different era.
2: cities. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, this,
5: this is just like you know Scotland. the tentpole one, right? Chicago. But Nate... Uh, bonnaroo nate burleson send the nfl network cameras look uh, hey. I, I don't think we want to go to bonnaroo, burning burleson. man that sounds yeah. like hell yeah. to me bonnaroo's
2: fun though
3: all right i'm gonna do bonnaroo i haven't been to actual film festivals i mean a music festival is that yeah. what you call it it's yeah. music, music festival Fest? yeah i saw mc hammer in 93 but it was a whole different ball game it's just a concert <laughs> terrence
5: can we get the list of bonnaroo what
4: who the set list is oh, okay. i'm
3: gonna knock one off at a time I'm i was gonna, do gonna go to glastonbury
2: and the, the festival year, the year. set year? list is weak
3: a year until I get the top ones You down. do
4: toe drag swag at Bonnaroo? I'm going to do it. I'm going to just drag <laughs> You're muscle. vibing. They're taking a drag off something else, Nate. It's a diff- different drag <laughs> at the Bonnaroo. <laughs> so
2: you had fun. You got home in one piece?
4: Yeah. The, the, Would you the, do
2: it again by yourself?
4: Yeah. The short version of the story is I lost my car keys in the middle of it. just fell out of my pocket and just completely screwed. I've
2: never gone to a concert oh my by myself. Oh, my
4: God. No, Have I ended up sleeping, no. on, the I, yes, right. sleeping bon- on the grass parking yeah, lot. Can yeah, I give you guys Yes,
2: hit me with Bonnaroo.
4: Sleeping on the grass parking lot? Have you ever been to a concert by
2: yourself, Nate? No.
5: Yeah. Nate, if you show up Friday at Bonnaroo, all right. Here are the main stages. Okay. You two, yeah, pretty big. Yeah. Major Laser, I uh, like yeah. that song. I've yeah. oh. never year. heard that oh, That's a song. Um, Tove Lowe. she's good. she played uh, some. Tone Loke, you said? No, Tove Lo. Oh, okay. Cold, Cold War Kids are a band people like. I don't know. Yeah, mean. I used to have but their But
4: Saturday, uh
5: huh. Got the Chili Peppers. Nice. Okay. it's
2: a bad lineup.
5: Chance the
4: Rapper. Okay. Love I him. He's so good live. I like Mike Bloom.
2: Zoom's
5: great. No. Cage the Elephant.
4: I no, mm-hmm. heard of that.
5: Always good. Terrence okay. likes it, so I hate it. They love Bonnero. <laughs> Tegan and Sarah, Canadian duo. They're good.
3: Yeah, shout out to Canada.
5: Who's Saturday? That's Saturday. And then Saturday. Sunday. Sunday. The, we- the weekend. Okay. Lord.
4: I like okay. the weekend a lot. Travis Scott.
3: Oh, hey, now.
5: Crystal, Chris
2: Crystal Castle. I'm disappointed in okay. this lineup. Where's Mike really? and the
4: Mechanics? Where's Slaughter?
2: This is a... <laughs> Where's
4: Steely Dan?
2: <laughs> this is it's no good.
4: Slaughter or GTFO. Where's than
5: Lizzie. <laughs> Gaga's not touring. <laughs> Who else would I've wanted to see? Try to see Head in the Heart. They're famous band. I've heard a couple of their mm-hmm. tunes.
4: I'd see The Weekend. Absolutely. I'd see The Weekend. That's yeah. cool.
5: So, are we going, guys? Bonnaroo. <laughs> i think you're more of an
2: electric forest kind of guy
5: june 8th to the 11th what's that is that like the miami one that's where like the
2: edm one the no, electric not, forest no, 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 no that's uh the edm one is you you know that it's in my it's it called
4: i'm with that i could do a little the miami EDM one is terrifying. terrifying wait the miami <laughs> one is like that's a whole yeah
2: deal. that's not electric forest
4: oh yeah ultra ultra, ultra. Yeah. ultra. Yeah. yeah i my little brother my goes to my ultra he, my I have a brother is 26 he just says like is his, just, his name
2: rob gronkowski
4: no 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 He's, he looks nothing like Gronk he just says you go to Ultra and it's just like every 10 seconds all the DJs show they just say get your bleeping hands in the air Miami and they're all like Eastern Europeans they just keep saying everybody goes ah oh! oh! and then seconds later get your bleeping hands in the air and then the beat drops Kyle were you
5: a deadhead fishhead no that I stuff? hated that stuff oh. hated
4: it. the fish people in high school I hated them we were the Pearl Jam guys and, like we had like rivalries with, with the fishers
2: the stream fish cheese incident
5: oh that's a that's a that's a jam band
2: uh Dylan Francis, we've got My Morning Jacket, who I love. I love My, I morning, would go jacket, see my yeah. morning Jacket. Drinking music. That's, that's about it. Yeah, it's pretty drinking.
4: One big holiday. All I right. Love so them.
5: the eighth to the eleventh is Bonnaroo. I know our show is on hiatus that weekend. Is it crazy for me to suggest the four of us I'm go to down. Bonnaroo? Is Where is this in the nation?
2: Is it crazy for me to ask if your wives will let you guys yeah, that's just
4: good go? good for yeah. <laughs> Brooke's real fired up for Bonnaroo. We got the
5: center. <laughs> Manchester, Tennessee. Okay, it's two hours from Nashville. You're flying It's
2: like an hour, yeah. There's like a Wendy's right there, and it's like oh, the only okay. thing that's right Where there. Where do you sleep? In a tent. But it's who, like who pitches this tent? I'm not sure. You that. do, yeah. I, Kyle will. Yeah. Kyle.
4: I, mean, I know how to pitch a tent, yeah. In more ways than one. <laughs> hey, hey! On that note, Hey, now.
2: <laughs> Anybody else have anything to add to I get
4: fired up for Cage the Elephant.
2: Yeah. <laughs> guys, we're going on a little...
4: We're yeah, of elephants. We're
2: going on a little road trip next week. We're taking we the Azela. Right, the Azela.
4: I've taken it before, Kay. I the legendary put train. no
2: thought into the fact that we're going down there, and it's like a week from today. <laughs> Look at tomorrow.
0: Kirk
2: over there. <laughs> a week from tomorrow. Right. Nate, are you ready?
4: No, for the draft? Yeah.
3: Yeah, last time I did the draft, it was here in New York, so I'm excited.
2: Yeah, I'm excited because we get to be... We do like wake up, wake up, and center, right? In the We're morning. right there. Yeah.
4: On the rocky steps. Like on the, the legendary rocky steps. steps. Kate, have you seen a Rocky of film?
2: I've seen the one with dragon You have? That's all you Rocky need. before uh, The rest uh, of them are crap. The best one. Four is the I've best one. It. It's really sad, and I felt so bad for Apollo.
4: Yeah, it yeah. doesn't go well.
2: Maybe it really. really <laughs> it doesn't expect. end well
4: for Apollo. <laughs> Throw the damn toe! It's incredible. I love that you've seen that, though.
3: It's <laughs> going to be good. We're excited about it. Now, feeling. is
2: everybody going to be there? Like, media? Like, everyone? I don't
5: know. They, after they, you know, the Chicago one was really cool. They brought it outdoors. but <laughs> There's me, no
4: easy way out. Hey,
5: look. Survivor's going to so come no for the rights.
4: There's no safe way home. <laughs> <laughs> In
5: the burning heart. I can't wait to
2: you record can't this win. ending to the podcast in about two minutes. Shut
5: up,
4: Adrian. Come on. <laughs> We're getting Adrian, wrapped. You, you wet towel, Adrian you're, Adrian. you're standing at the stairs of a mansion I just built for you. Uh, you can't win. I, I, how did this house get built? I'm Rocky <laughs> freaking Balboa. Go to bed. <laughs> Are you clowning on my girl Adrian? I don't know yeah. she has a Adrian, bad Adrian, I pulled
5: you out She's of a, a pet moment. store. Yeah, right? Seriously. Or out a, a bad pet moment. store
4: with glasses on. You can't win. I, I can't Guess win. Guess what happens? He wins. Yeah. I know Adrian pisses me off in that moment. She's one of the great heroes. Adrian pisses
5: me off in five at Rocky Films. Why? She's too weak. No, it's Gravy a Trainer, know. Peter. she, she never, never has his back. Never has his back. <laughs> oh, thanks. I appreciate it. I love that. I your got love you a talking George. robot he does over everything here. For Adrian. And oh, by the way, your brother's
4: living with us. <laughs> yeah, Paulie. How about him? By the way, they, he takes the Drago fight. This is pretty realistic. For no money. <laughs> I guess what happens in the next movie? He's dead broke. Maybe Adrian steps and says, honey, I, I understand you in the sentimental thing for Apollo. Let's take a check here. Let's take a check. We don't <laughs> know doesn't for a he, rainy day. Does he have like
2: a restaurant in the new remake one where he's yes. older and he names Agreed. it Adrian? He's I a busboy in
4: the restaurant. Yes, he does. He does name an agent. Yeah, Creed's good, though. You can't win! You (laughs) won in life the day you met me. The great Talia Talia Shire just getting lit up. I like a woman wearing a 12-carat engagement ring saying, I can't win, all right? I paid for that by winning... Go to bed. I got this. <laughs> that bothers me, Adrian. She's a false uh, false prophet. <laughs> Go to bed. <laughs> every every Rocky, crazy. though. Every Rocky. His best friend was beaten to death, and he wants to do something about it. Get on my how back. How about Rocky
5: three, He goes out to L.A. She's just
4: blah, disgusted by You've it. you seen him how strong he is? You can't <laughs> win. Did you see how strong Clubber Lang was? Look what happened to him. <laughs> oh.
5: What does Clubber Lang say to her when he's on the steps? He said, oh, hey, woman. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: What's your prediction for the fight? Pain. <laughs> he wins.
2: I need to watch some movies. What are other Philadelphia movies I'm missing? No, um, Philadelphia. No, uh,
4: Silver Lion's Playbook. <laughs> the oh, I've sixth, seen that. The Sixth I've Sense. I've seen that. Invincible oh, sense, uh, with Invincible. Mark Wahlberg. Um, there's one of them. I'm there. a Philadelphia a movie savant. Run. Oh, you are? Camps? I've seen them all. I, I love this. We'll have to find something you haven't seen.
2: I have seen all of those.
4: You're gonna. I expect a diorama on hey, The Sixth Hey, do six you guys know that diorama. they do cheesesteaks in Philadelphia? Hey, do you know there's a bell? They dropped it once.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to go. <laughs> That was it. That was the Good Morning Football podcast brought to you by ZipRecruiter, where you can post your job to all the top job sites with just one click. See ya. Bye.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses.
1: Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul. Some 41, 30 seconds from Mars. Oh, and two-door cinema club. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.